reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. The American Academy of Pain Medicine, that is AAPM, is a national organization dedicated to advancing multidisciplinary pain care through education, advocacy, and research. The organization hosts the one-of-a-kind AAPM MIT Hacking Medicine Innovation Challenge. Companies from around the world apply for the chance to pitch their ideas and solutions in a Shark Tank style competition. The challenge identifies aspiring healthcare entrepreneurs, startups, researchers, and teams with solutions and technologies for improving the lives of people living with pain. Today, we're going to feature two of the winners of the 2022 challenge. The first place winner is a company named Sauna Health. Our first guest, founder and CEO Richard Hanbury, created a neuromodulation device for relief of pain, anxiety, and opioid withdrawal symptoms. It's called Sauna. The third place winner of the Pain Innovation Challenge is a startup company called Feather Health. This is an artificial intelligence, that is AI care delivery service for those with chronic pain, created by co-founder and CEO Kirsten Sung. Eggs and Gains is supported by Averitas Pharma, Daiichi Sankyo, Mainstay Medical, the American Academy of Pain Medicine, and Heron Therapeutics. Richard Hanbury is the founder and CEO of Sauna Health. Richard, welcome to Aches and Gains. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. You were a first place winner in the AAPM MIT Pain Innovation Challenge. Congratulations. Before delving into your own story and the details about your device, how has winning this challenge helped your company move forward? Firstly, because it was validation not just from academia, but also from industry because of the mixture of people on the panel that Sana was doing something useful within academia. Dr. Houston, the mayor, uh, is now collaborating with us on a neurotech blueprint application to the NIH to fund an imaging study for us to look more deeply into the mechanism of action of how Sana is working. The press generated by the win was helpful with investors to know that we were getting uh, recognition from, from industry as well as academia. Terrific. Now, uh, Richard, you developed the sauna health device as a means of treating your own pain. When you were 19, rather than hit a truck, you drove off a bridge and sustained a spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, and aortic tear. Tell us more about that. The combination of all those injuries resulted in a pain problem that was so severe I was given a five-year life expectancy. Wow. In the hospital, they gave me meditation. And meditation is really hard to get into if you're already in consistent pain. Okay, mm-hmm. If I had meditation all my life prior to my accident, I would be able to access these states that make you feel less pain. So the premise was, okay, let's go and find a way to recreate what happens in the brain of long-term meditators to lower my pain. That was the start. Okay. Now, where was your pain? My back, but all the way around across my belly as well. 
and the belly button level. What was your traumatic brain injury like? Six months of double vision for a start. I was also in a coma for a while before I came out of that. Wow. Now, Richard, as a result of the spinal cord injury, you now use a wheelchair. Correct, yeah. I also had an aortic tear. I bled internally for four days whilst I was transported back from the Yemen, which is where I had my accident, back to the UK. Mm-hmm. And during that four days, I lost about 40% of my body weight. Wow. And then I was clinically dead for eight minutes Mm. when I was back in the UK, and then I was in a coma for about six weeks. Well, you know, it's truly amazing that you survived. The inspiration for the sauna health device came from a Bruce Willis movie called Hudson Hawk, didn't it? It was a movie that was very engaging and really not. Mm -hmm. That flipped me in and out of what we would now call a flow state. That changed my pain levels more than morphine. The bits of the movie that made me feel less pain made me feel like I used to when I was skiing. That's what then made me think, oh, hang on a minute. Okay, so this meditation thing that they're trying to get me to do, if I was already able to do it, I would be able to access these states of consciousness that I did during the film, which had me feel less pain. You mentioned earlier that multiple medications and physical therapy, I mean, really nothing was helpful in reducing your pain. As a result, you invented sauna, which is uh, this neuromodulation device for pain and relaxation. How did you develop the concept? I read some research about this person who was teaching corporate clients to speed read using pulse light to help him speed read. That made me realize, well, hang on a minute, skiing is speed reading. So if he's using pulse light to get into these different states of consciousness, then I can use pulse light to help alleviate pain. Mm-hmm. So the step prior to that was when I realized, oh, these altered states of consciousness really make me feel less pain. I then started looking at if I had meditated all my life, then I would be able to access the state. Right. So the question then became, okay, well, if I hadn't meditated all my life, how would the EEG patterns in my brain look different? And can I create a shortcut? Mm-hmm. I found the work of a neuroscientist called Maxwell Cade, who was doing in the 70s and 80s very large numbers of very simple two-channel EEGs on short, medium, and long-term meditators. And he showed how long-term meditation changes patterns in the brain long-term. Okay. That's a blueprint. I can measure where my brain is now. I can compare my brain to a long-term meditator. And that gives me a roadmap to then go and find a way of changing that pattern to get to what a long-term meditator looks like. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, in long-term meditation, you have benefits around wisdom that you can't shortcut. But those EEG patterns, that's what my target was. Then when I saw the research on this guy who was teaching corporate clients to speed read, I was like, huh, maybe I can use pulse light, use all the meditation stuff that I've learned and the EEG patterns that meditators get and the equipment I was using to measure that mm-hmm. and you know, use that external modulation as a shortcut. Richard, to what degree has sauna helped improve your own pain uh, and your traumatic brain injury symptoms? It completely wiped out all of my nerve damage pain over the course of three months from when I first had the correct signal worked out. Mm-hmm. It also possibly had an impact on improving any remaining traumatic brain injury symptoms I had, mm-hmm. but it didn't have any impact on my level of paraplegia. So while everybody doesn't experience complete relief, you did, and that is extraordinary. How does it work? You have a headset, and you put the headset on, and then through closed eyes, you're getting pulses of light, and you're hearing pulses of sound through headphones. Mm-hmm. Those start at a particular frequency, 
go through a series of patterns, drop to another frequency, go through another series of patterns, and then drop to a third frequency and go through a sequence of patterns. And as a user, what you feel is a progressive, uh, quite rapid, deep relaxation effect. The, the technical term is frequency following response. The brainwave patterns are entrained to the signal that is being offered to them. What do patients actually hear? They're hearing a tone and seeing a pulse of light. The tone and the pulse of light are very carefully coordinated and go through a series of patterns. So sometimes they're hearing a tone in both ears while they're seeing light at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see the light in both eyes and the sound in both ears out of phase, uh, and then combinations of those. And how long is each session? Each session is currently 16 minutes. In the current clinical trials that we've got running, the protocol is set for two uses a day, and then whenever they want to on top of that. Now, you're planning to get this FDA approved in those 18 years of age and younger, as well as in pregnancy? There is definitely a perinatal application that we intend going after, mm-hmm. and all the way through pregnancy, from the aches and pains of early pregnancy through to the most extreme pain of childbirth. Okay, I think that'll be really useful. What do you understand currently about the mechanism of action of sauna? You know, what is it doing to the brain and spinal cord? We have some EEG data that is suggestive of parts of the mechanism of action, but that is the reason why we are applying to the NIH for the Neurotech Blueprint Awards to start imaging data to look more closely at the mechanism of action. Mm -hmm. So currently, the vast majority of our data is self-reported outcomes of anxiety, pain, sleep, depression. I hope you do get that award. Asana has been investigated in pilot trials for fibromyalgia and opioid use disorder. Tell us what you found with respect to fibromyalgia. What we typically see is reductions in pain, anxiety, depression, um, and improvements in sleep. Mm -hmm. And typically those all happen together as a constellation. And how about opioid use disorder? I mean, opioid withdrawal symptoms. The trial that we did was for eight patients, so it was small. It was looking at methadone addicts going through full cold turkey withdrawal. We got a 45% reduction in anxiety at the worst points of that withdrawal process. Well, it sounds promising. And tell us more about the fibromyalgia study. It was eight weeks with a six-month follow-up. We do have data now for two years. We tend to have the highest dropout during the first month. Mm -hmm. And then after that, if someone's got into the habit of using the device, we tend to not have any dropout at all. The long-term users are using, on average, six times a week. Okay. Now, daily use of sauna, I believe, is recommended. In other words, will patients need to repeatedly use sauna to achieve the benefits? Yes. So, it depends on the the type of pain. Right. So, in your case, it completely eliminated your pain. But in other circumstances, it certainly might not and require continual use. We talked earlier about FDA approval. For what conditions will you seek FDA approval? Fibromyalgia is the one that's currently in front of the FDA neuropathic pain will be the second, and then PTSD will be the third. Okay, and this will be for adults. And before we close, Richard, when do you think sauna will be available for use? We are hoping to get through the FDA in the next six months. Well, good luck, and I look forward to seeing it available for widespread use. Thanks so much for sharing information about your new device today. My pleasure, and thank you for helping us get our story over. You're welcome. Straight ahead is Kirsten Sung, co-founder and CEO of Feather Health, I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Adveritas Pharma, leading the U.S. in non-opioid pain management for certain pain conditions. 
while continuously seeking to deliver innovations for patients to improve patient outcomes. Visit us at A-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-Pharma.com. An educational grant from Daiichi Sankyo, the American Academy of Pain Medicine, a national organization dedicated to advancing multidisciplinary pain care through education, advocacy, and research. Kirsten, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I'm really excited to be here today. Congratulations on placing third in the AAPM-MIT Pain Innovation Challenge. Yeah, thank you so much. It was such an incredible honor. Honestly, since we started, AAPM has just been so supportive in so many ways. What was the process like at the AAPM National Meeting? I was honestly really nervous because we didn't know anybody in the room and it was going to be our first time ever pitching live, mm-hmm. especially because of COVID, amongst such incredible doctors, investors, entrepreneurs. You know, since then, we have made incredible friends, mentors. AAPM is just so different in that they really do support you and they really want innovation within the space. Was the challenge stressful? Everything everybody was doing was so incredible. And I felt like, what am I doing here? Even the doctors at our table said, we're going to stay here for the entire innovation challenge because we're rooting for you. And then I got on stage. I was so nervous. The judges were able to ask such great questions and were actually really supportive of me on stage. I honestly was shaking a little bit on the stage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I honestly was surprised when we won because I was so nervous and I was just honestly just so grateful to be a part of the experience. I didn't expect at all to be a winner. So many ups and downs. But what an exhilarating experience. With respect to your own personal pain story, it seems like you've seen 50 doctors or so took medical leave from Google and deferred the Harvard Business School because of pain. Would you tell us what happened? I've suffered from musculoskeletal pain. My journey started for me about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. There was no accident. There wasn't anything that I could point to to say this is what caused my pain. It just started to get worse and worse. And it got to a point where I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't function. I saw probably about 70 different doctors. I worked through that pain. It got to a point where it had been the fifth time in one year that I'd gone to the emergency room. I decided I had to take uh, disability leave from Google. And it was a really hard decision because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, My career is really important to me. But I literally was crying every single day in my bed in a dark room by myself. Mm. And I was seeing person after person that just kept telling me, you're too young for this. We honestly don't know what's wrong. And you're probably going to just have to deal with this for the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely, definitely hard to hear. Kirsten, where was your pain? Uh, Most of it was in my mid-back, my neck, and my shoulders. But it definitely would also cause migraines and was just extremely debilitating. It sounds like it. What kind of treatments were recommended? I've got stem cells injected into my body. I've probably seen 30 physical therapists. I've got things injected directly into my spine. Mm -hmm. And I felt really alone. And I felt like I was being pointed in 20 different directions at all time. And I didn't really know anybody else that was going through what I was going through. Right. I mean, there's no question that pain can be an isolating experience. I think that, you know, what would would have helped me a lot of my journey is being able to have a community of other people that are also going through what I was going through. And that's what we're trying to do at Feather is be able to provide a community of people that they don't have to feel alone in their journey Mm -hmm. and that they don't have to recreate the wheel every time because this is obviously being suffered from for millions of people. and We don't have to 
go through this journey in isolation. No, you don't. And boy, it's about 116 million Americans, by the way, who suffer from chronic pain. And in the worst of cases, like yours, it can really take your life away. Yeah, there was no tunnel to say, this is going to get better. You know, my partner, I even told him, I said, I think that you deserve a better life than the one that I can give you. Mm -hmm. Chronic pain causes a lot of fear, an extreme amount of anxiety. I also think that our culture and our society isn't structured to support people that have chronic diseases and chronic pain. And we're constantly told to push through our pain, to show that you're doing well at work, that you're doing well in life, that everything's great. And you don't want to burden anybody with something that can be very dark and is pure suffering. But to your credit, it didn't turn out that way. I refuse to believe that this is going to be the end of my life. And I'm going to try and hope that one day it's going to get better. Well, in fact, it did get better with massage therapy and acupuncture, a pain therapist, stem cells, physical therapy, and some injections. I'm able to have days where I don't have pain, which was honestly what I dreamed of. I actually would lay in bed and I would just say, I just want one day where I don't have pain. And now I have so many days of that, which I'm so grateful for. But I still have days where that are out of my control and I get flare-ups. And so I have to continue doing the things that allow me to be you know, my best self or put me in a position if I get a flare-up that I can get better from that. Mm-hmm. There is hope that there will be days that things can and will get better. Absolutely true. There is hope. Straight ahead, we'll delve into the company that Kirsten co-created, Feather Health. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Mainstay Medical, the only provider of the unique Reactivate Restorative Neurostimulation. Reactivate is designed to restore control, function, and stability in your lower back. Ask your physician about Reactivate for chronic low back pain and reactivate your life. Visit www.lowbackpainrecovery.com to learn more. Heron Therapeutics, whose mission is to improve the lives of patients by developing best-in-class medicines that address unmet medical needs. They aim to advance the standard of care for patients through therapies that bring together science and technologies with well-known pharmacology to deliver medicines that matter. Welcome back. We're here with Kirsten Sung. She's a third-place winner of the American Academy of Pain Medicine MIT Pain Innovation Challenge. Kirsten, talk to us about this company that you co-created called Feather Health. People feel so isolated and alone. We're creating a virtual community to be a safe place where people can really be themselves. They can share tips and share ways they can be supportive. And we really just see community as medicine in that there's a real immense power in people being able to share what they've gone through with one another. There is. And Kirsten, how do people find this community? You can sign up at featherhealth.co, so .co. Mm -hmm. And what will you specifically offer? First, we're, we're focusing on the relationships and allowing people, whether it be connecting with other practitioners or medical journals or being able to just connect virtually with one another, sharing their own stories. You know, that's definitely our main focus. Mm-hmm. And then we will be launching other products as well to support the community. And how else do you think Feather differentiates itself from other online communities? The reason why we created Feather was just because we didn't see a community that was really safe for people to actually just be able to share their stories or find really helpful resources for themselves or learn about other doctors. And so 
that is entirely our whole goal. And it's kind of crazy to me that that doesn't already exist because so many people are suffering. So many are suffering. I mean, one out of every three Americans suffers from chronic pain, and that's mostly untreated and undertreated, unfortunately. But I think your community is going to make a difference. And in fact, will there be a cost to join Feather Health? Our community is completely free. That's good to know. And will this community be available for kids and basically for patients with any type of chronic pain condition? Yes, this is a safe community for everybody for children, for adults, the people that I know actually as well who have been going through their pain journeys. It started when they were really young, Mm -hmm. you know, and from learning from their experiences, I can't see for everybody, but feeling like you're the only person so young, quote unquote, going through this, but really many more years until they're actually able to find a diagnosis. Right. And so we definitely want to open the community to help everybody. Kirsten, you've mentioned before that you've created a safe community or a safe space. How can patients be convinced that it is safe? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for right now, we have specific rules on different parts of the space that allow for people to share different things. So in one part of the space, people can share whatever they want. In another space, people are sharing their personal stories, but we ask specific rules on how people comment on other people's stories. Mm-hmm. There's just specific community moderation tools that we're using to say, you know, these are kind of the, the constructs and the rules of what you can share. Right. So that if, if you know, people want to share their personal stories of what they've gone through, they're not being berated within that space or being questioned about, um, do you really have pain? Or in some of the spaces, we also want to just protect people from hearing overly negative things. Mm-hmm. I think that that, for me, was really hard for me when I was trying to ask questions or look, look through other communities especially when I, you know, I'm laying in bed in extreme amounts of pain and then I just see the darkest thoughts after dark thought after dark thought. And I wasn't in a place where I could ingest that. Yeah. And so allowing space within our community to have that, but also allowing spaces within our community that are free from that, that if people are in a place where they just, they can't handle um, hearing that, that they are able to know that where they're learning about their resources in in our community, they can be safe from reading those different things or also being berated themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, despite your unfortunate circumstances, how much better are you today? Yeah, I think I would say I'm 80% better. I think that also, you know, I'm wary to say that even my goal is to be 100% because um, I think that this whole experience has taught me how important our health is and how fluid it is and how, you know, we all have our battles. And for me, I have many days where I don't have pain. There can be a lot of days where I have flare-ups and it's just out of my control. Well, first of all, I'm delighted that you have 80% relief, but can you think of anything this pain journey has taught you? You know, I think also the pain was a way for my body to say, the way you're living right now isn't right. Like for for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're pushing yourself too hard and this um, the way you're living, you know, you need to change that. And so I also leaned in and listened to that. And I, I feel like um, grateful for that as well. I'm glad you did. And, you know, I feel like you're a real inspiration for the chronic pain community and for your interest in building a community of chronic pain patients uh, for support and for the provision of clinical and educational products and an ability to partner with pain doctors. And thank you so much for creating this space. I think that, you know, we we're explaining that it's so powerful to be able to hear other people's stories of pain. And I think that that's exactly what you're doing. And uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast. And so thank you for creating 
a safe and supportive space for, to lift people up and to allow people to learn about other people's journeys or other types of ways to heal and being an incredible pain doctor yourself. So uh, it's people like you, you know, that are, are why um, we're able to, to heal in this and, and progress um, on this topic. Well, thank you very much. I'm grateful for your comments, and I truly hope that my radio show and Feather Health provide a means of easing pain and suffering across the world. Thanks so much for being here today, Kirsten. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it was a pleasure to have you, and thank you all for listening. And keep an eye out for the yearly AAPM MIT Pain Innovation Challenge. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Ty Ford. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.